0: What's up? How y'all doing? If you happen, you know it. Clap your hands. Come on, ain't no church people around us. Let let, let some leaders know how to praise God in the house today. Amen, amen. Y'all can have y'all seats. I am so pumped to be here, excited. This is an honor, it's a blessing. I remember in 2013 at my first art conference, I was like, who are all these white people? <laughs> and uh, I am honored that the leadership of this team, and I, there's so many people to honor, and if I honor all of you, it literally, I would, all of my 22 minutes will be gone. Uh, so I need to honor the, the, the OG lead team, uh, you know, the, the first lead team that I met and That was absolutely awesome, and I just want to honor all of you, but then I got to start in five. Come on, somebody. Like, y'all, I'm so jacked up, it takes five pastors to pastor me. (laughs) Just want to let y'all know. And so I got to start in five, and and Pastor Chris, I just want to honor you, and Tammy, you're just absolutely amazing. I was so intimidated by you. I still am, but you represent what I need in my life, and that's discipline, and uh, I just thank God for you, and uh, you're my point guard. Uh, so, if, if my starting five, you're my point guard, and I, and I love you. Uh, Pastor Dino, Rizzo, and Delenn, I absolutely honor you. You all are amazing. Uh, you, you like Cajun. I'm African-American. We both like fried food. I like mine with gravy. It's amazing. Um, and uh, I just love you, and you mean everything to me. There's not a day that we don't talk, and you're my shooting guard because you, 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 you just come through in big, in big games. And uh, and I just thank you for that. Uh, I got a I got a three man every 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 starting five. You, you need a three guard. Come on, somebody. You need a three guy who's kind of ambidextrous. Pastor Rick Bazette, I don't know where you are. Uh, where are you? Where are you? This. I absolutely love you. you and Michelle. Are absolutely amazing. You're a slasher. Like you just come in and you slash and you you receive big offerings at our church. It's amazing. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, you've gotten the biggest offering from our church when you you preached, and so I love you. You can come any, you can come Sunday. (laughs) Amen. Uh, And then you got to have a four guy. You got to have a Dennis Robin who'll fight. Come on, somebody, Pastor Randy Buzette, you just will fight for me. You know, you and Amy are awesome, and you guys. Well, I'm honoring my starting five because y'all were the ones who introduced me to Ark, and you were the first guys. Uh, Then you got to have a five man, Pastor Greg. I just absolutely love you. and you mean the world to me. And then a six man, you know, a stoveball, You know what I'm saying? You got to have a six man. Somebody come off the bench and just, you know, clear it. Come on, somebody. Just, just, just clear. Just foul somebody just because. And so I, I honor you. And uh, but, uh, I got to honor uh, my pride, my joy, my life, my everything. Um, I actually got a picture of, of, of my first ministry. And um, I... I I chose this picture on purpose because uh, this represents my marriage vibe. This represents dancing again. This represents love again. This represents healing. And um, this, uh, this, this June, on June 5th, we'll, se- we'll celebrate 20 years of marriage. Amen. And it's been, it's been the best three and a half years of awesomeness. And uh, Irene, I, I love you, I love everything about you. I love everything that's different about you. I love how you love me. I love how you love our kids. I love how you love me when I was 420 pounds. I love how you loved me when I was mean and angry and broken. I love how you love me when when I was hurt, I just love you. I love everything about you. Everything) before you pastors served in several positions in your church come on somebody like 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 in another church and so I served at my parents church my parents are, are watching and I honor you I love you and and I was executive pastor I was youth pastor I was kids pastor come on somebody I was security I love being security come on somebody how many of y'all wasn't all the way saved and you love security just in case somebody to be smacked I'll smack somebody because there's grace for that come on and so, I, I, you know, I love being security, and, and, but I was also the worship leader. Come on, somebody. I was security and the worship leader, and I led worship from the drums, so I had one of them Janet Jackson mics. Come on, somebody. Singing sunrise, sunset every Sunday, I'm going to praise his name. And y'all remember that song? Every week, sunrise, I'm going to praise his name. Every week. It was, I, don't, I don't even know what it means. Um... But I also had my, who my executive pastor is today, Stevie's watching. Like, him and I were everything, and, and, uh, and God, just how God found him was absolutely amazing on the streets, and it's amazing what God can do if you'll just give him your gifts, even if you're a hustler on the streets. Come on, somebody. And... Uh, 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 and so Steve was the he was the keyboard player. I was the worship leader uh, and we had call time at 7 a.m. No, Steve. 705. No, Steve. 730. No, Steve. Church starts at eight. Come on, somebody. And, you know, we in black church. So was, he got a long time to get there. <laughs> to the start a church. No, Steve, To start a worship. So we had to sing a acapella. Come on. So I'm like, I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm texting him, you know, the unholy, the unside, the unholy side of me ain't too holy, so the, the text was inappropriate, where is Steve, where are you at, I'm cussing, leading worship. <laughs> and uh, he never showed up, the whole Sunday he never showed up, I called him, I was texting him all day Sunday, he never called me back, he was fired, come on somebody, <laughs> I mean y'all know that, I couldn't fire him, I wasn't his boss, but I was like, you're fired, and so Monday morning, I get a phone call. Steve! He's like, man, I know you're going to be upset. I was like, where were you? He said, I was locked up. I said, what you mean? He said, I was in prison all weekend. And I wasn't going to use my phone call to say, I'm going to be late for worship. Come on, somebody. And I said, what happened? He says, I got pulled over, had a suspended license, and, and, uh, uh, and so they locked me up, and, and he's like, had to go in jail, and I said, so what happens?" He said, they put me in a, in a cell with another guy who was, uh, uh, he was attempted homicide. Come on. I said, so what'd you tell him? He said, I lied. I was like, yeah, I tried to kill somebody too, you know? <laughs> How doing ministry, we can find ourselves in a prison. We can find ourselves locked up. We can find ourselves setting in the business of setting people free. But in our own internal prisons ourselves, that's exactly where I find Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas are doing ministry. They're spreading the gospel. Come on, somebody. They just left Lydia's house. I love that. They probably had a good meal because Lydia sounded like she can cook. (laughs) And they're just praying, just going to a prayer meeting. And this little demon is following them, this little girl. And, and she's a, f- a fortune teller. And, 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 you know, she's irritating them. And, and so they handle that. They're doing ministry. And you know the story. They end up getting falsely accused. They end up getting in the inner prison doing ministry. Doing ministry. Which I pick up here in Acts 16, 22 and 24. It says a mob... Quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure that they didn't escape, so the jailer put them into the inner prison and clamped their feet with stocks. I wanna talk to you very briefly from this topic that there's purpose in the prison. There's purpose in the prison. I've come to find out that many of us have been locked up in inner prisons, and we're here at a conference learning how to grow a church, but maybe you're locked up in your family relationship, and and if you're smiling on the outside, but on the inside there's a prison, someone comes and says, how are you? And you say, I'm blessed, but really, you're stressed. Someone comes and says, you know, hey, pastor, what a great sermon, and you kinda have doubts and reserves because what you preach, you really don't feel for yourself, and we find ourselves in inner prisons. I want to show you what an inner prison looks like. Can y'all put that picture up there? This is what an inner prison looks like. Yeah, there's a smile on that face. Yeah, there was a guy growing a church. Yeah, there was a guy who could preach to thousands, but he couldn't talk to the one he was laying next to every night. There's a guy who spent time building kids' ministry but didn't have ministry to his own kids. There's a guy right there who was 420 pounds who was addicted to food and that was his coping mechanism. That was his drug of choice. He was, he was happy look, he told a lot of jokes but those jokes just covered up the internal pain of getting stabbed in the back by people who said that they would always be there, that, that there was internal pain by, 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 by. come on somebody, by, people who said that they would be with you forever, staff who said that they loved you, but covenant was only as strong as a paycheck. He could take care of the bride on the corner, but couldn't take care of the bride in his house. I had an inner prison. And that's where Ark found me in 2013. In an inner prison. It's crazy. We were orphans. We were transitioning our church and and at that time, we were orphans. We, we were the kind of church that was too black for the white people and too white for the black people. We were called sellouts in our city, and I kind of like that because that agitates me because I am. I'm sold out to the cause of Jesus Christ. was in an inner prison. Not only was I in an inner prison, but my family was in an inner prison because what I have come to find out that if you're not pastoring your house, somebody is. And so while I would travel on the road and, 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 and have uh, uh, my ladder up against the wrong uh, wall and have my scoreboard in the wrong area, my wife began to pastor herself with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Pastor Chris, thank you for that message last night. Because what I have found out is everything may not be sin, but it can relieve to sinful side effects. And so that one glass turned into two. That two glass turned into three. That three glass turned into a bottle. That bottle turned into two bottles a night. That two bottles a night turned into vodka in water bottles. Hiding it, lying, fights. Me with anger issues, punching holes in the wall. It turned into weeks. Up to Easter, me being in a hotel room, finally at my wits end, but there was an organization at the time called ARC. And I called a guy who was my shooting guard. And I said, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. And at that moment, I realized that when you're an orphan, it doesn't matter the color of the hands of skin that are feeding you. You just need to. You're just hungry. When you're an orphan, you just want to be loved. I don't care who's going to love me. If you're red, yellow, black or white, just put your arms around me. And guess what? Those people that I sat all the way up in there, they came and loved through our jump. <laughs> inner prisons. Inner prisons. Peace, the pastors don't like to talk about inner prisons. We like to visit prisons, but we don't like to talk about the prison that's in our heart. Come on, somebody. We like to do prison ministry, but we don't like to do kids' ministry in our houses. I was in an inner prison, and the pulpit became the wrong scoreboard. My appetite was food and people telling me how good I preached. Inner prisons. We built up our inner prisons with three specific walls. And I don't have time to go into this, but the first wall is the wall of isolation. The wall of isolation is I'm all by myself in a big world. That's isolation. You also will be in an inner prison by the walls of insulation. That's I'm all by myself in my own big world. And I have met so many leaders that don't want to get adopted or don't want to come into another family because they're so used to their own world and you've become a king unto yourself and you don't want to serve anybody but what I have come to find out that you need to start sowing where you're going what I have come to find out that you need to sow into the relationships that you want to have that will feed you and see nothing seasons and what I have found as a pastor that I need somebody to call on Monday when all hell is breaking loose and things aren't going well Kid is getting kicked out of school, and I love that I got a family called the Ark family, and I found my vibe because I found my tribe. And then the walls of insecurity. The walls of isolation says I'm in a big world by myself. The walls of insulation says I'm all by myself in my own big world. And the walls of insecurity says I've decided all by myself that my world doesn't fit in your world. We got to tear the walls down, people. And that's where I find this breakthrough in our relationship, this breakthrough in my wife, this breakthrough in our addiction, is how do we escape from the prison that we've been in? I want to tell you that this November 12th, We've been pastoring our church for eight years, and this November 12th, my wife celebrated three years of sobriety. I believe that deserves a shout of praise right there. Guess what, pastor? Sometimes you need to go to your own altar call. Sometimes we need to have a relationship with God. your vibe found my vibe so how do we how do we break out of these walls number one Acts 16 25 and and around midnight Paul and Silas I love that Paul and Silas not Paul by himself not Silas by himself Paul and Silas Dino and Jimmy Pastor Chris and Pastor Dino Rick and Randy you cannot be caught by yourself Huh. Man, I'll never forget Pasadena showing up. I called him, and I'll be honest with you. I said 26 of the worst curse words he counted. He says, man, I ain't never been cussed that much in my life. He didn't, he didn't say, I'll pray for you. He showed up. Knocked on my door, got in his car, took me around my city, talked to me and said, if you you leave in the midst of this, if you leave, Woody, are you going to be able to tell your son that you did everything possible to stay with his mom? Say, I need it real. Yeah, I can't take it fake. I need it real. Randy said, get yourself together. Uh Uh-huh. Don't be caught by yourself. My dad was a prison warden, and my dad would tell me what they would do in prison is when you would go inside a prison, the first thing they would do is they would strip you of everything They would make sure you ain't got no weapons and make sure there's no way to escape. So my dad, would, they would be a part of this process, and people would lose their dignity. I, I, have, I have come to find out that there is no greater teacher than pain. I I had to lose my dignity. I I had to lose everything. I'm telling you right now, but I found my people. Can I tell you that when the prison guard locked up Paul and Silas, what he failed to understand is that... Because the Bible says the inner prison, which means in our context, solitary confinement. But you don't find other people with you in solitary confinement. Where the enemy messed up is he tied them together. Come on, somebody. My scripture tells me where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. I want you to ask the person next to you, who are you tied to in see-nothing seasons? Who are you tied to when you got more month than you got money? Who are you tied to when your marriage is a Let me tell you something. If I got people, God shows up in the midst of people. I thank God for my starting five. I thank God for my ARC family. And can anybody get God a praise right now? That God can save you through people. I found my people. Number two, when you find your people, you find your voice. I found my praise. It says that they begin to sing. Now, if you understand this, I don't have time, but they sang the halal, which is in Psalms 113 through 118, which is a a song of liberty. And we don't have time. Y'all didn't look at that. It's amazing. But they sang. And it says the other prisoners were listening. Now, if you understand prison or if you watch a prison show, there's chaos. If you watch a prison show, it's loud. You cannot focus. But can I tell you that there's something, that that a weapon that the enemy didn't know about on the inside of Paul and Silas that that he couldn't take from them? Because when they lock you up, they strip you of everything. But the enemy, don't let the enemy strip you of your praise and your voice. Because praise changes the act. Atmosphere. I'm here to tell you the best weapon that I had. I'll never forget when I went down and after Pasadena came And I got on the elliptical at 420. I was sweating after two minutes <laughs> And I, I started singing. <laughs> I was like I just didn't I was like there is power in the name of Jesus. I, I didn't know what to do, so but I knew that I needed to bring heaven to earth right here. I need I, I know that that, that I, I didn't have it all figured out, but but in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I don't know what your situation is right now, but I dare you to throw your head up and your hands up and say there is I'll tell you something what pain does what I'm sorry what praise does is it takes a hostile situation and when you praise all of a sudden you got the home field advantage what praise does it says that God inhabits the praises of his people that means he sits down right in the midst of your prison season that means if you'll praise God in the car he'll sit down in the car if you'll praise God in the shower he'll sit in the shower if you'll praise God in your Bible says that everybody's chains were loose. All the doors open. I asked Steve, right before I came, I said "So, I, I want to be true to the story. What did you do after you got let go? He says, I just left. I said, what happened to the prisoner? He said, I don't know, I was scared. Brought me to this. Just because you're free don't mean you're finished. There's some other chains that need to fall. Somebody needs your story somebody needs to be set free. I want you to go find, come on somebody, some people, find your praise. Come on somebody and find another prisoner. God, there is power in the name of Jesus. Can I pray for you? Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I ask that the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, God, go down and touch and invade every area that does not look like you. God, set us free from the prison of of despair, the prison of doubt, the prison of in the name of Jesus. And we cancel the prison of suicide off of every believer, off of every pastor. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said a good amen.